knew like I had to go back home because I wanted like to do some stuff there. So I was like, okay, well, if, if this has to happen, it will happen anyway. Like you don't have to like force things to happen. I think if, if they're meant to happen, they'll just happen. So I was really like positive on it and I was just, yeah. And if she wants, like, I don't know if I wanted to stay with her by that time, but I was, I want to be there right now, but I need to go home as well. So we'll just see how it goes and and maybe we can try yeah the long distance relationship maybe it'll, it'll work out maybe I'll, it will not but I'll, I'll just throw the dices and see yeah how it goes and and just let let the destiny choose if it's gonna <laughs> work or not this is frisky or the 60 we bring you stories about love, love and dating, dating in, in the, the north, north. I'm your host, Karen McCall, and I'm joined by co-host... Jordan Patrick. We're recording in Whitehorse, Yukon, north of the 60th parallel. Where it's winter seven whole months of the year. <laughs> you need to find someone to keep you warm, that's for sure. Hello, frisky folks. Jordan Patrick here with co-host... Karen McCall. And um, today... Um, we're going to look at a long-distance relationship um, between Gaetan and Nadine that really worked out, involved uh, jumping into the PR process and so on. And so... Sorry, and that's permanent residency? That's okay. right. Which Thanks. sounds like a lot of paperwork. Uh, just the yeah. word, you know? Yeah. Permanent residency just implies... Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a long-distance relationship, Karen? Um, certainly not like cross continental um i have done a little bit of long distance dating in the yukon that involved like sort of a couple of hour drive um i certainly know people who've driven like seven hours for a tinder date um i mean i think it's kind of a reality up here that um people are maybe a little bit more open-minded to um finding somebody outside of their community especially if they live in a small community yeah no distance certainly becomes relative like a two-hour drive is close <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah how about yourself Oh yeah, I've had my uh, I've had my jabs at the long distance relationship. Um, yeah, I dated a Japanese woman for a few years. Who between the two of us, just that question of, oh, like I don't know if I could live in Canada. I don't know if I could live in Japan, and then just seeing where it goes. So you met her when you were in Japan, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and we had an amazing time, and it was a beautiful relationship of which I'm grateful for. But ultimately, it became a difference of. Well, she wants to live with her parents in Japan. Like she wants to be close. Her dad was having, I think, some heart problems. Mm. And, you know, dating here in the Yukon, very common to have that transient, you know, coming and going of foreigners. And so I've... Uh, foreigners and Canadians, and too, Canadians. just coming for summer and staying for a lifetime or not. Yeah, no, I've dated, I've dated women from Quebec um, who've decided to go back for school. Um, I've dated... Um, I've dated people from Europe who have decided to go back to Europe. <laughs> and I think your current partner is French, is she not? Yeah. France, yeah. And she's totally down with staying, which is a huge relief on my part. <laughs> Does she have her PR? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. But, which, which is why this episode is kind of really um, heartening and gives me some hope as well. Not, not for my relationship, but for this lengthy paperworky process that is known as the PR process. So, yeah, today let's listen to Gaetan and Nadine talk about their love story. How did you guys meet? 
Well, um, we were both working at a local dog sled operation here in Whitehorse. And uh, I was, it was my first day and it was really sweet. It was the day of the Yukon Quest. So, or no, 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 not the Yukon Quest. There was like a huge group of like 60 people coming in. Um, so me, I was hired as a housekeeper, but this day I got to start a fire on the side of the river and sit there by the fire. So that's what we were do- I was just sitting there by myself. And then the volunteers, the first kind of crew of volunteers that were coming in, came in and uh, joined me by the river to kind of see what was going on. They had already had guides and stuff, and basically the guides are on the snow machines, and then the actual participants are on the dog sleds with the dogs, and they had just been doing loops. So I was just sitting there (laughs) enjoying the fire, Um, and then, yeah, Gary and the, the rest of the volunteers came out, and they're all bundled up in their muktuk gear with these big jackets <laughs> yeah gary um i mean we were all just meeting for the first time so it was just quick introductions but uh gary had these piercing blue eyes so uh hard oh. hard to miss was it was that the only thing you could see when he was all bundled up yeah, I think he I, I think he had a neck warmer on. I just remember oh, yeah. like, yeah, I think they were like very well bundled, like toques and these giant jackets and snow gear. So yeah, but the eyes were definitely visible, maybe the tip of the tip of the nose. So this lady, Nadine's sitting over by the fire, you know, you're trying to stay warm, big group. Um, yeah. what, what do you remember from your first time seeing meeting Nadine? Well, uh, me, it's, it's, it's super funny because it was actually my first day in the Yukon. Like it's, it's funny because I came in the Yukon by bus, um, with the Greyhound bus when it used to be, a when it used to be running in Whitehorse and arriving at night. So I didn't see much of the Yukon and, and I didn't see much of anything here. And the next day I was, yeah, we had this big group coming. So we had to like get into it like pretty quickly. And so my first encounter for like my first Yukon encounter was Nadine pretty much. So, <laughs> so she, she forgot to mention that she had like, yeah, her Harry Potter book in her hand and like her bunny, like not bunny boots, but her uh, down booties, down booties with all like duct tape everywhere. Like the typical, you know, Yukoner you'll see uh, anywhere here. So I was like, wow. Okay. This she's, she's definitely from the Yukon. I bet she's from here. Like, you know, like, and she seemed like, yeah, she's oh, this, yeah, she looks pretty cool. And, and then at some point, where does it go? Where does it go from there? So how do you guys breach the, we're working together and maybe crossing paths on the rare occasion? Well, really, like I only worked there for a couple months. It was really a shoulder season job. So I wasn't there very long. So we weren't really, you know, we didn't really know each other that yeah, well, I say. Yeah, we're not working uh, together too much uh, as well. So we like, we are not really interacting with each other too much. I'd like see um, that, like I'd see the guides in the morning because I'd come in early and either do pickups and the guides would typically, and the volunteers would be having breakfast. So that would be pretty much my interaction would be like once a day, maybe I'd go visit with dogs and see some volunteers, but very minimal interaction. Yeah, we would just see each other just, yeah, maybe 10 minutes a day, but that's pretty much it. So it took a bit longer time to like, to really uh, get together and get, get to know each other better. Yeah, like we really started hanging out the, the next, next year. the next year. A friend of mine that had worked with me at another company, Canoe People in town, a friend of mine, when she left Canoe People, she started working for Muktuk. So, um, so we had like a friend in common now. 
And so this, this common friend was really like the key, like to connect uh, the two of us. And so uh, Nadine would come once in a while to come at Mugtuck and then, well, I don't know, we'll go uh, in town to party. And that's how we, we're starting to see more and more each other. So, so, okay. So you, <laughs> Our friend so you in guys common. got a friend in common yeah. yeah. and then what? Yeah. So I guess, cause like, well, when we first met, I was with somebody else. Um, and then we broke up um the winter in the winter that my friend leona um started working at mugduck she was awesome <laughs> awesome awesome girl from the netherlands yeah. people from the netherlands are really cool she had a going away party and that was like we all went out and had a great night and there was like little interest there <laughs> <laughs> that's probably yeah the night like where yeah we we gave some sign that we are interested in each other probably yeah that was probably uh do you remember yeah. that? Do you guys remember what that might have been? Yeah, well, Gary was really drunk. And um... <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Great disclaimer. But, you know, the classic, the classic signs of interest, but nothing like happened. Um, but yeah, and then after that, I don't know, we just started kind of hanging out from here and yeah, there. I think I, don't, I didn't even know if you were like with somebody, so I didn't want like to like throw myself in like to you too much too like i didn't mm-hmm. know like where was your situation with this this person and like if you you know so i was just like yeah maybe uh maybe the being drunk helped like to give more like signs but like, i don't want to <laughs> really uh go too much into it but i think yeah after like it, it's more like after in the summer i was working um out of town like in tagish in a in a in a kennel uh in the kennel too and it didn't work out really well so I was leaving there, so I had to go to leave the place. And and I knew like Nadine was always uh, happy like to welcome me if I needed to to have a roof. And so I, w- I just told her, oh, I just I just uh, left uh, Tagish and I have nowhere to go. Can I crash into your place? And she was, oh yeah, absolutely. That would be that would be great. Come live here. <laughs> so well, he, him, and another bags. friend of ours had stayed with me a few times, like yeah. in that spring, um, because Gary and our friend Nathan um, had gone on like a big Alaska adventure, and they had stayed with me for like a week before, and then they stayed with me afterwards as well. So we'd had a little living together ish experience mm-hmm. um, before that, but then yeah, after Tagish, I was like, yeah, come live at the wall tent i've got a wall tent beside the barn so it was like yeah that was a perfect come stay. Place and work. i was interested obviously <laughs> not that i told him that <laughs> we don't tell the people yeah. who have crushes on no we have a crush on them. no of course not <laughs> it's, that's not that's just so high wait. school i love it pandemonium you, wait until you both get really wasted yeah exactly <laughs> we'll, we'll get there <laughs> need some need some liquid courage but yeah so we moved into the wall tent and uh yeah we lived together for most of that summer with nothing happening but just being really good friends and we're like pretty much roommates together yeah and just separate babes and <laughs> <laughs> that was the introduction to, to live with each other so hard like it's like you're both pretending that it's a platonic thing <laughs> and it's like no no boundaries will be crossed right? yeah well, I think for both of us too, like when you're such good friends with you, yeah. somebody, you know, and then you li- ruin this. Like we had this really good relationship, and yeah, I think we we're really good friends, and I think we were too scared maybe to to ruin this and to really, uh, yeah, to ruin this moment and to ruin this relationship. So 
maybe we're just too scared to yeah to to go further i think yeah mm. definitely you know it's just like well what if yeah like what if you're really great friends and then you're living together and then you start dating and it doesn't work out yeah, and then you're like, like living like, together i'm not gonna like get out of my house yeah, <laughs> you know what i I'll mean be just, yeah okay i'll find the next <laughs> <home>. <laughs> like, get the fuck out <laughs> no but uh yeah and then of course like gary was already slated to go home at this time because his visa was up so he had already planned to go mm-hmm. home in the fall yeah my plan was to uh at the end of yeah at the end of the summer uh, big enough fall i was i was committed to go back home uh which is france and and so I w- it was like a short time thing like when you like this wouldn't be like forever like i knew it was like for a short time like so at some point i would i would have to leave anyway so like i didn't have like much plans like just yeah just uh be there until the rest of my stay in canada and enjoy uh enjoy the barn and then And then, and then, yeah, we went to, um, they're not even blushing. Yeah. No. Well, and then, so, <laughs> you know, summertime brings the festival circuit, yeah. which the small festival circuit of, uh, <laughs> went to the smallest, uh yeah. Festival. So we went to uh paradise, which is, what a name, eh? like, yeah, it's like an <laughs> it electronic music festival. I say music festival with quotations because it's very, very small. Um, like maybe there very was... Very intimate, but it's Yeah, it's there nice. was maybe what, like 30 people Yeah, there? it was that many people. Like <laughs> yeah. It was co- COVID-friendly. Uh, yeah, yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we it was with a couple of friends. It was like the hottest, hottest weekend. I remember it oh, was yeah. like so hot. And, it was uh, so hot that wait, we wait, wait, the like, fly from rel- the Relative Yukon hot is what? What are we talking here? Like oh, I was dying. It must degrees? have been like twenty degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, I was. I sat in the shade Steam. all day. No, but like you, you know, like the like the sun rise so early, and then you're in your tent, and you're just like Cook. boiling in your tent. So the, this kind of of summer days. Yeah. But yeah, no, we uh, we had all these, we had like prepped all these costumes. Yeah. We were all dressed matching. Um, and yeah, we got <laughs> we got really wasted. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know the electronic vibes in the air um, we were stuck there so we just yeah we just had to uh to enjoy the party and just drink and dance and yeah and you know one thing leads to another when you've got a little liquid courage in you <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah we were uh, yeah, from that from that day uh <laughs> we've been together we never we never had <laughs> a conversation story. we never <laughs> solidified anything for like over a year. <laughs> so, okay, hold on a Maybe so not over a year, but yeah. Gaetan was slated to go back to France mm-hmm. that summer. Gaetan, what was what was going on in your mind at the time? Like, you you finally stepped over the friendship threshold. Mm-hmm. It worked out. You guys were still friends after that, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, what, yeah. how were you feeling? <laughs> what was going through your head? Were you like, oh, no. It was more like, you know, it's just... Uh, I was yeah wow this is am- like it's amazing like I, f- I found this girl and and at the same time like I I want to go back home so I was really like conflicted m- yeah conflicting in myself like I didn't know what to do but I knew like I had to go back home because I wanted like to do some stuff there so I was like okay well if if this has to happen it will happen anyway like you don't have to like force things to happen I think if if they're meant to happen they'll just happen so I was really like positive on it and I was just yeah and if she wants like i don't know if i wanted to stay with her by that time but i was 
I want to be there right now, but I need to go home as well. So mm. we'll just see how it goes. And, and maybe we can try, yeah, the long distance relationship. Maybe I'll, it'll work out. Maybe I'll, it will not, but I, I'll just throw the dices and see, yeah, how it goes. And, and just let, let the destiny choose if it's gonna <laughs> work or not. Very open-minded. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was. Gary is pretty open-minded all around. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Very positive person. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I didn't want to force anything. Like, I didn't want like to tell her like, oh, I, I, I'm gonna like, I'm not gonna meet anybody else. I'm not gonna see anybody else. I was like, we'll see how it goes and how I feel and how you feel. And, and if you feel like you want to meet somebody else, you want to be somebody else, it's fine because I chose to to leave you in a way, so I'll respect that and it's fine. But like, I'll be really happy if we're both happy to be back together too. So all internalized conversation. We never said any of this to each other. Yeah, yeah. Right, so yeah I think we're still like to have this conversation. Yeah, for sure. we did not say anything like this. We just kind of like dated, that- and then he left. And then we continue I'll, to I'll talk just, every day. I'll just like, assume so that quick. she has this European open-mindedness, right? Like, uh, <laughs> how, did, how did you feel about all this, Nadine? Uh, yeah, I was also conflicted. I mean, I really liked Gary, and we were such great friends. Um, and the dating was also awesome. You know, I hadn't been out of a relationship that long when we started dating. Um, and I think part of me, w- like you want him to stay but also it's like oh I kind of feel like I need to figure some stuff out so I sometimes I think that if he hadn't left you know like maybe it wouldn't have worked out because really I had not been alone very long and you know I was missing out on this kind of personal journey of you know being single in your mid to late you know mid to late 20s and you know living on your own you know I'd always had this like picture of my mind of being a single girl with my dog and and then finally I was having that but I was also dating Gary but then he was leaving so it's a lot of a lot of things going on yeah, in the I th- brain I think we both had like things to figure out before already committing into relationships so mm. it was actually a good timing to have this uh this one year break uh, in France, like for me and for her. So it, I think I think maybe that's gonna like help us to uh, to go through it because we needed that time uh, separate like each other on its on its side and yeah yeah not out. talking about it also in a way made it so there was no pressure you know like we didn't have any conversation about it like he just left but we continued to talk every day and we spent a lot of time talking but not about our relationship or where we stood but it was very clear that we still had very strong feelings for each other and we definitely verbalized that Mm -hmm. but we didn't make any plans or solidify anything we just like you know oh love you (laughs) you know let's facetime next weekend you know so we definitely made like made sure that we our feelings were known to each other but we didn't make concrete plans well pretty quickly like we you made the decision to to come and visit me in france too so that was i think a good like a month and a half later i was like like, i have to come visit every day it's like uh, this is surreal (laughs) yeah it's just i think it's just nice to have goals and to have like something uh in mind like something you see like ahead of you like if you have nothing ahead it's maybe harder it could have fizzled out probably you know where you just talk less and less and but i just yeah i I wanted to go see him so 
I did. It's <laughs> so a little light at the like end of a yeah. tunnel of maybe several tunnels. Mm-hmm. You know, guys talking every day, just like being part of each other's lives on a daily basis. And, and that's not easy. Like I've done long distance relationships too. And I think Europe is as far as you can get from the Yukon in terms of like time difference, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that easy. <laughs> like just messaging for like till 11 in the morning and then. <laughs> yeah, you've got a, yeah. A yeah, a very to... short, short window of yeah. communication. Clearly. But you make it work, you know, and especially like on the weekends, that was the best because then we could actually FaceTime and stuff. And I think we pretty much FaceTimed almost every single weekend. Mm-hmm. So when you went to France, Nadine, did, did that like solidify things for you in any way? Like you went there, you saw them and probably had a great time. Europe's a blast. Um and yeah, what happened on that on that visit? What was going on for you guys? Yeah, again, no conversation or plans as to what we were doing or what we were planning to do, but had a really great time. Ate a lot of cheese, drank a lot of wine, um, you know, classic French stuff. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it it did, but not till I came back. Because then it was like, what the hell are we doing? Like, I just went to visit him for two weeks and we still didn't talk about anything and it was just like for me anyways i was like yeah it was just like what are we doing like we gotta it's time to figure something out (laughs) yeah the biggest fucking build-up ever yeah (laughs) but i think we both wanted like the i'd gone there with the plan like we're gonna have this conversation yeah yeah but i mean like for me i think it's really helped me like to really realize that i really like to stay with you so it's really helped me like to say okay now i need to make a choice like Either way, like I stay in France, but I won't be with her or I move back to Yukon and I'll be with Nadine. <laughs> so I think it really helped. And yeah, I think it, it was nice to like, it was, it was like a, like, uh, like a break in our like long distance relationship, this, uh, this visit. And it really helped, I think, uh, yeah, to. It solidified the relationship. Like yeah. if I hadn't gone to visit, yeah, you know, then it's just, I think it would have just fizzled out, but I think it like solidified. But yeah, I think after you visit me, like I need like another, like another thing to see, like at the end of the tunnel as well. So I couldn't like stay. Okay. Well, well like at this time I was like, okay, now we need like to have a plan and like, see where are we going from here? Because now it's getting like, we have to, like, the waters were think. getting murky. <laughs> <laughs> Bring some clarity. And it sounds like your decision to come back to the Yukon brought that clarity. Mm-hmm. And then the next step, every foreigner knows who decides I'm going to stay as long as I can in Canada is drum roll. Permanent residency. That's it. Your PR baby. <laughs> so let's, let's start off with you, Gaetan slash Gary. What was that process like for you? So for me, like it all started in France, like you, you can, it's everything is online. So you can do it like from anywhere in the world, like where you are. Like you have to prove that you're valuable to the country, pretty much. Like you have to prove that you'll give something to the country. So it's been it's based uh, upon like points and like uh, depending on like your like uh, education, um, the language you speak. Because I speak French, like it was easier for me. Um, where are you going? Because I'm French and I'm going like to uh, to an English um, territory it was easier. Uh, but yeah, like you, you, like you need to like to bring like all those points, and once you reach those points, like you have to really build up your um, like your file, 
So you have to do like some tests, like some uh, French tests or English tests, medical tests and all this stuff. But everything like takes so long. Like it, it just, yeah, it's it just a long process. Like, you know, it's going to take like six or 12 months minimum. But uh, but me, like I was like pretty, uh, pretty happy, like how long it took for me. So yeah, you, you basically have to do yeah all these things and, and then you're, you're in the process and then you just hope for the best so, and you just hope that you're gonna like your files gonna be processed like pretty quickly and and you'll get the magic card pretty pretty quickly i was uh i was waiting to find out gaitan was gonna stay permanently or not how was that for unity yeah uh stressful yeah because you know you you make a decision together but then it's like oh it's actually not in our hands whether he can actually you know, come back and live here. So it's like, you're not, Yeah, you, you don't have control over that decision. Ultimately, you can make a decision together, but you know, when it comes to international residency, you don't, the country decides. So, but fortunately, I think because Gary is so, you know, qualified and bilingual and he was trying to get into the Yukon, uh, there was a number of things working for him. He got really high points. So I think that, I anticipated it to take longer, but it seemed that it was going pretty speedily. Yeah. But, you know, it's a, a lot of uncertainty, I think, to deal with just because you don't get an answer until you get an answer, like until the card is in your yeah. hand. It actually went like pretty quick until like COVID hit. Yeah. Uh, when COVID happens, um, it w I was like right before I was like at the end of the process. So at the very end, you just need like to send some... Uh, some photos, ideas, and uh, and and some other papers, and I was saying that to uh, Ottawa, and then you just you just waiting uh, for them to to get back to you, and because COVID happened, like this this thing take way way longer than it was supposed to be. Also, he thought that the email confirming was not real, so he waited till the last possible second. Like he had six, how many days? A week. Yeah, we, to yeah. send that piece of paper from Whitehorse to Ottawa because he thought it was not a real email. Yeah, because like it's it's it's, it's actually <laughs> funny because like the like the the, the 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 Canadian government like always go through a certain website. It's 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 always the same website, and even every emails, every messages you get, you have to go through this like website. And this email didn't look at. A regular email like it looked like a scam and i work in it so i'm like i know like what is like is good or bad and and this like <laughs> looked really really bad but it wasn't bad it, it was, was real really good <laughs> it's a friend of mine actually like so I, if I, he had sent it at the start he probably would have gotten it right away yeah, but because, because he I sent it like long. the week that COVID hit yeah was it was when like he a sent pretty it. bad timing <laughs> Because it was beginning of March, and so by yeah by the end of March, like yeah, COVID was was real. already real, and so I've been scammed before, and it's like sometimes it's really obvious, but I guess in terms of PR waiting, <laughs> you got to check your junk yeah. box folder, no, and also it, just it, ask. It even a junk like, box, it just like just ask. just in the regular like <laughs> inbox, but it just looks like somebody mailed this up, like and somebody. it took him a month to ask somebody. Like till the last yeah, second. Yeah, again, I was like, maybe I should ask somebody who already uh, has her PR. And I asked her and she told me, oh, no, that's that's the good email. You should definitely do that. And 
now because you've got a month since when you received the actual email to do that. So I, I rushed. And it was funny because I went in town like to... Like that day to, he went to, <laughs> to to do like my 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 photos and like it was like some stores I think it was uh it was Staples I think they were closing because of COVID like they were starting like to shut down everything uh because because of COVID was happening so I was really like rushing to do my stuff but I was not pleased <laughs> so that was uh yeah it was pretty stressful the whole process it's stressful in yeah. a word right well and you know for a process that and... takes a year you know you mess up mm -hmm. one step like could you imagine going back and having to start with the point system all over again or i don't even know if you can you know for i think for a lot of couples too like like really trying to decide long-term planning whether to commit to a relationship or not it can be really tough because you don't know from six months to a year like that's a long, that's a long period of time to wait to like find out, Hey, can we plan a life together? Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I guess most people could probably guess for themselves that uh, everything worked out. Okay. Like you're not leaving for France <laughs> in the next couple of weeks, Gaetan. No, it was actually like, it was a perfect timing actually. Cause my, uh, my working visa was, um, was getting expired. Like just, um, uh, like December, at, at December of uh, this of 2020 of 2020 and and i and i and i received like my the email which was telling me like i have my pr like two weeks before this this end date like before the visa December. so it was actually like, the perfect timing like i was really lucky in the in, in the end but uh it could have turned out like pretty bad to me i mean i could have done like another uh, working visa but it's another process like it's another more work to 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 put on and and yeah, again, like because of COVID, you don't know how much time it's going to take. So when I received like this email, I was, I knew I had my PR and I knew I was like relieved and I knew I was good uh, to go for five years. <laughs> Great. Um, congratulations to you both. And I'm really happy that you're both here. Yeah, Otherwise, I would have you. met you. Um, do you guys have any tips for people like considering or during the, like in the process? I would say if you don't know, call and ask. Um, I know it's frustrating talking to government agencies and stuff like that, but especially for a process like that, like there's so many steps and, you know, there, there's so many people trying to get into the country. Like they don't care if, if you mess up something, they don't care because it's just a number. So Make sure that you're following all the rules. If you don't know, ask. Like, we've had friends who had, like, crazy things happen where, you know, they there was, like, a note on their file and they called every month and, and, and the people that they were talking to were just saying, oh, there's no update, no update. And then finally, they happened to talk to one person who obviously looked a little deeper and they're like, oh, there's this weird note on your file that's been there for a year that says you need to provide this information. And yet the person had been calling and calling and calling, asking, and nobody would give him this information until somebody, you know, had their head out their butt and was like, oh, you request this, you know? So, you know, I think a lot, I mean, yeah, just, just keep asking. And then for- Be patient. Yeah, be patient too. Yeah, definitely right. patience flexing is uh, important. And I think you can find it like, it, it, it's really hard because online there is like a lot of um, things to like, there's a lot of information about all this and like, it's really hard like to get the good things and the bad things uh, out of it. So 
it's really important, I think, to, to spend a lot of time uh, online and to, to get the right information. And sometimes maybe uh, you'll, you'll find some, some really interesting stuff which will help you to get easier, like, just like me, because like some things I didn't know about and it, like you find it online and like so many people had this before. So you'll, you'll find somebody in your case and, and, and that's going to help you for sure. Um, I have one last question for you guys. Um, what did you both learn about yourselves um, from this experience of long distance dating? I mean, there's tough times, but really like overall, when I think back on it, it wasn't hard. It was just like waiting yeah, for a just, really long time. <laughs> it was just the way it was. Like we yeah. just had to go through this before. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think for me, like the, like the best thing I learned from this is just, yeah, to, to, because you don't, you don't, you, you can't control like everything. Like you have to, to let the things go and you just have to see like from, like from where you are, like what's going on and. And like sometimes you have to let it go, and sometimes you just have to make the decisions as well. Like sometimes it just it just okay. And now you have to make the choice. Like, and and these choices like it's gonna like build your life, and it's gonna like change so many things in your life. So I think yeah, just to know like when to 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 let things go and when to choose like what you want to. I think it's that's what I learned like from this. I think it's, yeah. And sometimes you do have to roll the dice. I mean, he could have showed up and it didn't work out, but you know, you just gotta swing or miss, you know, like hit or miss. I don't know. It worked out really good for us. Uh, better knock on some wood there, (laughs) but no. Yeah. I think, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, what you got to take risks at something in your life, right? I mean, Yeah, we're living in the barn. It's great. Dogs are great. Cat's great. Everything's great. Yeah, my family likes Gary better than me. So, I mean. (laughs) Well, what a beautiful story and um, an inspiring one. Uh, Thank you both for sharing it with, uh, with me and our listeners here in Risky North of 60. Yeah, thanks to you. Yeah, thanks for having it's us. It's, uh, it's great to get frisky in the north, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that sound bit. <laughs> you heard it, folks. Yeah. From the BNR. <laughs> you know, cabin fever has uh, strange effects on us up here. So <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like doing podcast interviews, right? Yeah, exactly. We all need projects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks again, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. This podcast, as well as music, was produced by myself, Jordan Patrick. If you got any comments, opinions, feedback, or do you just want to be interviewed for our show, lend us your perspective. Lend us your voice. Send us an email at uh, friskynorthus60 at gmail.com. That's friskynorthus60 at gmail.com. We're looking for sponsors. Have you got a product or event that you think other Yukoners would dig or just couldn't do without? Communications are open, so fire us an email. Until next time, keep it frisky.